All right, welcome to episode 20 of the Construction Engineering Show. Today's topic, preparing for the operations. Ask yourself a question. How ready were you for work this morning? When you got out of the truck, were you good to go? I'm going to talk about that today, give you some ideas and some thoughts on how to better prepare for the work day. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Good to be back. I apologize. As usual, most of my shows start out with an apology for not getting enough shows up to listen to. So I'm sorry once again. Life gets in the way. Work's been busy. October was a crazy month around the shop. No excuse. I, you'd be surprised how many times I, I walk around during the day. I'll have a topic that I want to talk about. I'll start jotting notes and bullet points. And I think to myself, I should just plug the microphone in. I should just get this down and record it. And, and two things get in the way and it slips. And before you know it, here we are a month later and I haven't gotten anything up. So anyway, glad you're here. If you're a subscriber, thanks for coming back. If you're new here, this is your first listen. My name is Bob Hildebranski. I am a civil engineer, 30 years plus in the business with the majority of it being in the heavy highway construction side of the house, roads, bridges, utilities, dirt, rail. Uh, that's, that's my jam. If it's your jam, you're in the right place. This is a show where I just brain dump on what's going on in the industry, what's on my mind, and hopefully unload some of my toolbox on you so that you can put one or two things to use in your daily work life. So that's the whole idea. Once again, glad you're here couple of things to open the show with, housekeeping notes. Thank you for any of those of you who have dropped a comment, sent me a note, hooked up with me on LinkedIn. You guys really, you have no idea how excited, how inspiring it is to hear from people checking in that have found something, even if it's a three or four sentence comment. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Thank you. This is, it's, it's kind of tough, not uh, it, doing podcasts where this is just a one way street. And that's the hardest part. So when I hear from you guys to know that somebody's out there actually listening and enjoying the content, big, uh, big shout out to uh, Ensign Alex out there who dropped a note on me, uh, a freshly minted EIT that's getting into the industry. Alex, uh, thanks for the note, man. It, it really charged me up. Um, things like that. When I hear from you guys, it's uh, it's awesome. So, and along that line, so I use a program called Anchor to record my podcast or upload them to the internet so that you, you all can get them. Anchor was recently acquired by Spotify, so they're part of one family. Now, the few stats that I can see in the back end is that probably half of the listenership to this show uses Spotify, and I'm not promoting either of these. I'm just stating the fact that between Spotify and Apple, that's the majority of you folks of what you're all using to listen to the show. Spotify has now started something new that's interactive. In the show notes, you will see what Spotify has coined now, polls and, and questions. They now have given podcasters the ability to post some uh, interactive information in the show notes for people that are listening to the show to be able to react to. So I'm going to try it. So if you're a Spotify user, check it out this week in the show notes. You will just see a simple question that's been posted. And it's simply, what topics would you like me to talk about? If there's something that's on your mind that you think might be of interest to not only yourself, but others who might want to hear me riff on something, Drop it in the comment box. I haven't used this before. This is a first, so we'll give it a shot. Um, see what you think. 
there's something that's notable, drop it in there. We'll give it a shot in future episodes. I'm going to continue to kind of change that a little bit, but it's cool. For the first time, it'll give you and I the opportunity to kind of dialogue a little bit without me just spouting here endlessly. Um, it'd be interested to get some information back from, from you as well. So anyway, check it out. Try it if you're a Spotify user. Let's see how it goes. So let's talk about preparing for the day. I'm going to pose a little scenario. We're going to do a little theater of the mind here. Pose a little scenario to you. So you got a couple of people that you're working with as part of your construction crew. And you can frame this in whatever level that you're working at. You can be a construction engineer, an inspector. You could be part of the uh, the managerial tier. You could be the resident in any of those any of those positions. It doesn't really matter. I want you to think about a couple of different folks that are part of your crew. I'm going to call, I'm going to call one Billy. Billy Billy rolled in this morning, eh, 7.15, 7.20. You were already in the office. You were getting ready for a job meeting. Billy rolls in at 7.20. It's all in a haste, scrambling. Oh, Bob, I'm sorry, man. Just running late. Runs into the kitchen, grabs a cup of coffee real quick. Comes back in to your, the, your office, your room where you're at. Okay, what 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 what's on ta- what's on tap for me today, what, Chief? What do you, what do you got ready for me, um, Billy? You you got water main crew today. It's it's twenty after seven. You're, where you been? Oh yeah yeah I know I know I know yeah. What, so so wh- where's where's it happening at? All right, well you know that they're starting at Henry in Illinois, right? Twelve inch main. If I mean if you had stopped in the field office last night to drop off your paperwork before running home. You know, you could have checked the marker board and seen the staff assignments that we got, Billy. So you, you got water main. They, I mean, the, Lawton was on site. I talked to Rick already this morning. He said that they mobbed in at 6.30. They were breaking ground at 7. He called like 10 minutes ago already, wondering what's going on if you're going to get out there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, let, me, let me grab all my stuff. Let me get all my stuff out there. Okay, Henry in Illinois, you said uh, what, 12 inch? Yeah, Billy, Billy, make sure you got your plans. You got everything that you need to roll out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll grab. Let me grab all that stuff. Billy, field book. Make sure you get the field book. Grab, grab your specs. Heading on out. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. And then there's Karen. Karen rolled into the office about the same time that 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 I got in. Same time you got in. Six fifteen. Six thirty. She got in early. Karen got her stuff together. Field book. Already had checked the board yesterday. Came into my office. Bob. You know, I I haven't covered light pole light pole foundations before. I saw that that's what I'm covering today. Um, I I read I read was reading in the drawings yesterday that there's a, a criteria about depth, depth and soil strength. What could you explain what that's all about? Sure, Karen. You know, light, uh, found light pole foundations can vary in depth depending on the soil strength at the bottom of that. So it's something that that you need to check while you're out there. Okay. Um, how how do I do that? What what do I have? Do I need something special for that? Sure, Karen, if, if you want to maybe talk to Glenn, see if he's got a pocket penetrometer. If you if you want, you can borrow mine. You can take that out with you. You're basically going to check the soil strength of what's in the foundation and that. So, yeah, maybe have Glenn if you want. We'll talk to Glenn. He could stop out there and catch you. So it's good that you caught that. Good that you're on it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I talked I talked to them yesterday. I know Tim from AMC was, was around. He had said they were going to start at 7. So, you know, at 630, I want to kind of head out there and meet him and, and be ready to go. Okay, Um you know what you're doing, Karen? If you need a hand or anything, no, 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 no. I, I I read through the specs. I've got I got my plans. I have everything that I need. I know that they're going to be just off of uh, Armitage, so that's where they're supposed to be starting tonight. Like I said, I talked to Tim yesterday. We're going to meet him out there. And I, is is there anything else, Bob? Anything else I should kind of be keeping an eye on? 
No, it's a, I think I think you got a good handle on it. Just talk to those guys if the length foundation needs to extend or whatever. Just let them know. You know if it's got to go deeper. Call Glenn if you need a hand with anything. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get out there now because I want to make sure that I meet up with them before they they start the day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna head out. If I got any questions, I'll call you. Okay. All right. So I know you get my point. We've all worked with a Bill. We've all worked for a Karen. We've probably even sometimes occasionally found ourselves in either of those shoes just by default or stuck in traffic or whatever life circumstances may have. But obviously the point is being prepared for the work day sets us apart. Certainly nobody likes to run in haste, scramble and have to run out to catch a crew and not feel like you know what's going on versus having your game together, having everything that you need to roll out to the site, knowing that you're ahead of the game, that you've thought through some stuff and that once you meet with the contractor and start work, you're ready to go. And the reason I wanted to cover this topic tonight is because it's it's in real time. It's happening to me. I've, I've been doing it the last few weeks. We've had some projects that have cropped up where our residents have been a little taxed. There's been extra work going on, and I've kind of been playing utility infielder in just covering scatter crews. It's been really refreshing because I think that there is this sense that as you move up the food chain, as you become more responsible, as your assignments become more managerial or administrative, that you can, you can, if you allow it, um, find yourself losing touch with the field. You can find yourself losing your chops where you forget what the day-to-day -day operations are to maintain or, or inspect or be with a crew or two crews during the day it's easy to forget how hard it is to change gears. You know, when you're the resident and let's say you have three or four people on your staff and contractor schedule comes in and you need to make those allocations for who's going to cover what, you kind of forget or it's easy to just say, I'm going to put this person with this and this person with this and this person with this. That that's the easy job is just assigning it to say, I'm going to have a human being covering whatever this operation is. But each of those human beings now need to make sure that they know what the hell is going on. And it's not that easy to switch gears. It just isn't. I have found that out here in the last couple of weeks. The, one of the assignments I've had was helping one of our residents who's got a, a local MFT project that's going on. And they had a patching crew. Okay, it's asphalt patches. Can't be that hard, right? Think about all of the nuances I had to think about, all of the nuances that go along with asphalt patching. If you haven't done a patching job in a couple of months, six months, three years, it has to then become a refresh button back in. It's a, it's a deep dive back in to make sure that when you hit that site, you got your game face on and you can answer questions that you know what you're looking at. So it's been great for me. I have really enjoyed it because it's forced me to go back to that trench level grassroots kind of stuff. And again, that's why I wanted to bring this up today because there's a few lessons learned that I just picked up along the way here that I, I wanted to share with you. So if we fall back to the general topic, I want to give you four or five ideas here of what I think are involved with making sure that you're prepared for the day. You know, and I, I can probably move through these pretty quick, too, because there's no rocket science to any of them. You know, the first one is mental prep, like we talked a little bit about. Get into the specs, get into the documents, get into the checklists, understand what information you need to have. What are the hot what are the hot criteria that are going to go along with the operation that you're working on? Spend that time, whether it's the, 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 the close of business the night before you're going to be with the op. 
get in the get in early in the morning, grab a cup of coffee, peel the documents open, start thinking, start asking questions. I mean, you you hopefully have a have a crew or other folks that you can knock some some things off uh, around with. I can tell you when I was early in my career working with a, a small engineering crew up at Terminal 5 at the airport, some of my favorite memories are having lunch with our crew. And we, I, I was the youngest guy on the crew at the time. We had some just fantastic engineers that were around. We would just debate issues at lunch for the sake of debate. Somebody would come in from the field and have some issue on site with something. We would just kick the teeth out of that issue. And I learned how to think. I learned about the importance of really diving into clauses in the spec. I learned why criteria are so important. Do that for yourself. Do that with the people on your crew. Spend that time doing the homework. Understand the small nuances that go along with what you might think is just some innocuous operation that's going to happen in the field. Getting into the details, learning about that stuff, talking to your contractors and asking them questions. It's, 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 there's so much that can be learned if you take the time to dig into the details. So certainly, I, I, number one, spend the, spend the time, the mental prep, and getting ready before you go out. So the second thing, and I might have already said it, but it's checklists. Checklists, checklists are so important. I already have in the hopper an entire episode on checklists. My brain has probably lost capacity to remember all of these little factoids of things that maybe I have learned or have come across and should remember, but a checklist is always the easy fallback. It's it's the it's the way that you could trigger your brain of the five or ten or fifteen or twenty bullet points of things that you will want to be aware of during that operation. We're fortunate here in the state of Illinois. The Illinois DOT has issued, published uh, numerous construction inspector checklists that are just great fallback tools. Even if you don't live in Illinois, just Google IDOT construction checklists. You'd be amazed at some of that stuff. And certainly there's carryover of, among different agencies, but there's always something to learn in that. Maybe the criteria that one state follows isn't the same as another. It's still thinking about those criteria, thinking about those hot topics that you want to be ready. When you hit, this, hit the site, again, you want to be as ready as you can be. Checklists are a great way to, uh, to do that. All right, third. Do you have everything that you need? I know that kind of sounds pretty stupid. How many times have all of us, myself included, run out of the construction office, gotten to the job site, and went, dang, I knew I needed a 100-foot tape. My 100-foot tape, I, I lent it to Dave. He's got it. Now I got to get my tape. I don't have a tape. Now all of a sudden, it becomes a scramble. You got to be the guy to call the field office and say, could somebody bring me out a six-foot ruler because I forgot to bring it? Don't be that person. Think through all the tools that you are going to need. Do you have your field book and plans and specs? Do you have a specific specification that might go be associated with water main installation or something that's electrical? Go through that mental list and make sure that you have everything. I know, again, sounds pretty obvious, but how many times has it happened to all of us? Take the extra 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes before you roll out of your roll out of your field office parking lot. Go through that. Make sure that you have everything that you need. So those are probably the big three on my list. Going through the mental reps, making sure you have all the resources and things that you need before you roll out, and of course, going through whatever checklist you can find. Just generally getting ready before you get there, building it in your head. The fourth one I'm going to throw out is just kind of a new one. I've been trying this over the last month. 
it's it's interesting. It's actually been kind of fun as to how it works. This idea came to me from a book. You guys know I've been like an avid book reader lately. And military leadership biographies, memoirs have been, uh, I, I always have at least one or two on my stand that I'm always reading about. There's so much to learn from from history and from those that have led this book uh, is called American Soldier. It's written by General Tommy Franks. Tommy Franks was a four-star general during the Bush era, during Operation Enduring Freedom in Iraq. And he was a CENTCON commander. So this was certainly somebody who who lived and breathed leadership, but had come up through the ranks, through the military, to get where he's at. Tommy Franks had talked about, in one of the chapters in his book, something that he does every morning. And it was so unique and so what I thought was just cool. It was one of those where you think, well, why didn't I think of that before? Tommy Franks, every morning during his prep, he said he was very regimented, wake up at 4.30, uh, grab something to eat, jump on a treadmill for an hour, and then start digesting whatever was going to happen for the day. Tommy Franks always carried note cards. And on the note cards that he carried every morning, he would write down at the top of the card, what are the five biggest challenges I might face today? I'm going to say it again. What are the five biggest challenges I might face today? And on that card then became a tickler list of just things that were buzzing around in his head, may or may not actually occur, but that were things that he might have happen. It's fascinating when you start to do this of how you start to anticipate things that your subconscious brain might just be having rattling around in the back, but it builds this level of preparation that you haven't had to have before. I think this is really cool. I've had just some unique experiences with it because what it feels like is it's forcing you to prepare. It's forcing you to think a bit out of the box. It takes away the daily grind of, all right, we got a pavement port today. Sewer crew is going to be over here. Uh, we got electrician working and, you know, end of the week, we're looking at a night shift to shift traffic. Those are all of those kind of, uh, what would you, th those will happen over the course of a job. Those are anticipatable. Those are crew type things. But what inside of those activities haven't you planned for? What kind of things could go sideways? Why is my brain thinking about these odd things that could, that may or may not happen? It's forcing me, this is my experience now, it's forcing me to think about other stuff. It's forcing me to anticipate. It's forcing me to plan for something that can go sideways. It's really been a fascinating experience. I would only say give it a shot. Now, here's the other thing. On the back side of the card, so, so Tommy would put five biggest challenges that he would have. On the back of the card, he would write down what are the five opportunities that may appear today. Same kind of deal. Take the challenges as negatives that are potential impacts that I need to deal with. Take the other side. What are the opportunities? Where can we excel? Where can we increase our service? Where are there places that we have gaps that we might be able to improve what we're doing? It's a fascinating look. I know that there's so many, you can just look on Instagram anymore. Everyone's got a mindful journal. Everyone's talking about being grateful and gratitude and doing all that stuff. And that's all good. I think this all circles and revolves around the same thing. It's getting the mind ready for the operations of the day. This little note card and this little exercise has been really cool. This is the honest truth. I'm holding a card in my hand right now. One of the first times that I did this, 
I wrote down five things. Three of them happened that day. I even, I even told one of the guys that I was with, I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I just started this kind of strange habit of writing down the challenges. And I said, look, here, two of these happen on your job. It's fascinating stuff. Anyway, mental prep. This is just another way to be able to engage you in the job. Try it. Give it a shot. Let me know how it works for you. That's I'm, I'm curious to see if I'm the only one who's having marginal success with this thing. Be interested to hear if it's working for you. All right, that is a wrap for today's show. Certainly no big earth-shattering rocket science concepts today. Just good reminders. Just good reminders for me, good reminders for you. I'm glad I can share them. Anything that we're talking about here helps me as well too. So the best way to the best way to learn is to teach it. I think that's how it goes. So these are these are great things. I'm hoping you're getting something out of this whenever we get together here. A couple things just to walk into the field office, walk out to the site being a little bit better. That's what the, that's what I'm doing here. That's what this is all about. So shameless plugs at the end. If you haven't already, head over to the website. If you don't know about the website, hildebransky.com. Yes, I named it after myself, of course, but that's because I, I own the URL, so why not? Um, check it out. Tons of articles in there. Uploaded two more this last week. Got an interesting one on pile, piling and pile refusal. I had to do a little bit of homework here in the last week to help one of our engineers out in looking up what constitutes refusal when you're driving a pile. So quick, easy post just threw that up there, but there's always something neat in there. Um, plenty of old shows if you're new here. Roll back into the previous episodes. Hopefully you find something that you like in there. And I say it all the time. Drop me a line. LinkedIn's probably the easiest place to get a hold of me. You can always shoot me an email. Let me know if you're digging the content. Try this new Spotify Q&A thing. Let's see. I'll be interested to see how that thing turns out. So until the next one, good talking to you. We'll catch you then.